The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast gym of inspirational gym talk. I am your host, fellow fitness goer, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my fitness journey, discussing analyzed fitness-based subjects, and highlighted individuals involved in fitness, past, present, and future. All right, so before we kind of get on with this episode, I'd like to say we finally made it to 4th of July weekend. And of course, uh, 4th of July is coming up in, up Monday. And just a little safety precaution, I know a lot of you like to play with fireworks and, you know, and definitely drive your neighbors crazy. But in all seriousness, please be careful because, of course, um, the next day you don't want to um, go to the gym or go out to any place else without any hands or feet. No, so it's always best to be safe and always enjoy those cookouts and um, enjoying um, time with your family and also enjoying the appreciation of the 4th of July um, holiday. All right, so before we kind of get on um, with this another episode, um, yeah, I'll be traveling to Las Vegas, so I'll be bringing my show to um, to with me. So, of course, if there's any guests out there that want to talk about their story, I'm all open. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so with my guest today, she comes from um, Dundas, um, uh, Ontario, Canada. That's pretty much across the board from me. So, and of course, she's um, an owner of. Iron um, Office Gym, if that's correct. Yep. That is correct. Yeah. And and for those who are um, independent wrestling fans in the area, uh, she's known as um, April Jones, and she wrestles for Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment. And she, I um, guess, you're still currently the women's champion, right? Uh, I'm transitioning out of that. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, all right. So, let me introduce everybody to Christina um, Peterson. All right. All she's right. here to talk about her um, fitness um, journey. So, um, I'm gonna hand out to her. So, how are we doing, Christina? I'm well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Finally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been trying to get her on a show for a, a long, long time. I pretty much was trying to connect. Yeah. yeah so I'm I really mean, happy that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is happening on my vacation. So that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So uh, currently, um, what are you up to um, today? Because I know you said you had a, a wrestling show um, or you did wrestling training, right? I was. Yeah. Yesterday was wrestling. Um, I had training yesterday and I have a big show coming up this upcoming weekend for Courage Pro, which um, I know I saw you there a couple weeks back for one of the last shows. Yeah. So I do have a big show coming up uh, on the 10th of July. So I'm just getting some training in just to get myself ready for the show. Yeah, I wish I was there, but I'm stuck in Vegas, so I know. Exactly. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was there on um, last um last time. Of course, me and my yeah. partner Dan Macho, though. Of course, we had the RK Hills. We had our match uh, uh, against um I forgot what his name was, but um I know one of the wrestlers got injured during the match. Yeah. And like that we had yeah. to yeah we had to finish the match, but you know yeah I was like I thought it was like kayfabe for a minute, but you know it it was he was really had to go home. <laughs> yeah, take it home. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So you were training with um David um Seville or I did yeah, yeah. Dave with uh, H- HPW Hamilton yeah. Pro Wrestling. 
yeah, I think I was there once. Um, it was like a big box that you're like training. Yeah. It is. It's like, it's just right down to the, it's the bare bones there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to go back there eventually once in a while, at least get some training. I mean, oh, yeah. you should for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's a really good energy there. It's a really good feel. And, you know, if you are in um, the circuit up here, you know, a lot of people go there and train. So it's always nice to go see people um, and just like, you know, get in, connect, talk, train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, of course you got subners there too. Like you got people um, probably in the independent circuit that goes in there and just offer their like expertise. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's such value in that. Yeah, I always enjoy those seminars. I mean, really. I mean, the last one I took, um, not there, but um, when I was doing um wrestling show in um uh, Batavia, um, Kevin yeah. Sullivan um did a seminar that was like definitely a um kind of like an eye opener. It's like what you yeah. like how to do a wrestling match. It's like it's easy for you to do a wrestling match, but it's like putting your gimmick in the wrestling match. It's like that's like oh, a tough. Yeah. yeah, I think you know when it comes to wrestling, it's so easy to. Um, watch it on TV and you think, oh, that's easier. I can do it. But once you step into that ring, it's a whole different element. Mm, definitely. Uh, yeah. Of course, I got doubled the indemnity because I got the martial arts background and know uh, everything I do in wrestling. It's like it goes into martial arts and it's sure, like it's an influence for you. Right. You know, it really transposes yeah. over for you. Yeah. The only difference is I can't do I hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> gotta reel that in yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so this is what you're going to do for us uh christina you're for us and the listeners and for me you're going to bring us back in time to like before all this happened for you so yeah. of course the first question i ask is describe yourself before you got into fitness before i got into fitness yeah uh well i mean i've been in my fitness journey for a long time um so prior to really dialing in on uh, weightlifting, I would say I was like, I've been a long time uh, marathon runner. So my whole life, I would consider myself an athlete. I was really into soccer growing up, tennis growing up, every type of dance, gymnastics, basketball, volleyball. So my whole life, I would say, was really influenced by sports. Uh, and then I guess it would have been maybe 2009. I started to get into marathon running and, you know, I had a bad fall a few years after I had gone into it and it was in the winter and I had slipped on some black ice and um, I injured myself really badly. And so I thought at that point, okay, I'm going to sign up um, for a local gym and I'm just going to train on the treadmill there. I figured it'd probably be my safest route. Uh, so I signed up on, and I was doing the treadmill and they kept trying to, um, sell me on personal training there. And I was really direct with them. I said, listen, I'm only here to use your treadmill during the winter. I'm not going to be working out here. It's just for the treadmill. And as I was running and, you know, the first weekend, you know, you're overlooking the weight room and you see people weightlifting and the kind of the second week into it, I was thinking, well, that kind of looks interesting. And sort of the first month into it, I thought, you know what, I could probably go do some weights. And, um, so eventually, you know, I built up the courage because it's intimidating. If you've never been in the weight room and never lifted weights before, it's very intimidating. You don't know where to go. You see people who are significantly, um, you feel are significantly stronger than you and, and built, you know, at the time I was very spelt because I was doing so much running. And uh, so eventually, you know, I joined some classes 
I started to dabble in weightlifting and it, it was a natural uh, evolution for me as I got into it. Cause I'm a very competitive person. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm liking this and now I want to challenge myself and I want to go heavier and heavier. And so I would say, you know, um, if this is what you're asking, like, this is sort of how I kind of got into it. Um, and for myself, I would say prior to, you know, I was a very uh, shy and timid individual and transitioning over into getting into more of the bodybuilding and lifting weights. It really sort of opens up um, and makes you significantly more confident in yourself when you're able to execute certain lifts. It's like it builds up your self-esteem. And I think that's, you know, a really important thing. Um, you know, it's not even about building the muscles, it's about really what being in the gym does for you internally. Oh, awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, you started off um, just running a treadmill. And of course, um, you got those people that got um, their eye on you and they ask you, like, are you willing to be a personal trainer or even a fitness instructor? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that's that's for me. It's like when I started going to gym and, you know, it wasn't a treadmill, it was the elliptical. You know, I would go. Yeah, I was going crazy with the the pre-core elliptical, you know, and I usually go for like even an hour or even two hours straight. So, yeah, good on you. Yeah, so my record was like for the the elliptical two hours and five minutes. So, that wow! Was, oh yeah, <laughs> good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when I was like at my best. I mean, I was like slimmed down, like pretty much. I could say I was like 180 pounds, and I and I was like pretty much in good shape. And you know, I was taking classes like you were, and yeah. then I kind of transitioned from going from taking classes to teaching classes. So, I mean, I build up that courage to actually um, do it because, you know, people got inspired of like me going to class and I was like going all out. So I was pretty much in front of the class. I wanted to yeah. challenge the instructor. Yeah. 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 And that's like, it's a big step to do something like that. You know, you really have to step outside of your comfort zones and push yourself as a human. Yeah. So then, of course, like your push was like to get in the bodybuilding. That you, you was already athletic. You did like all these sports. You did marathons. So yeah. that was your push into like getting to like bodybuilding. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think you know you learn a lot about yourself um, along along the way and in the process. You learn a lot about inner strength and um, especially when it gets into bodybuilding um, and even powerlifting. It's you know you have to learn to be patient and consistent and dedicated and you know, you're waking up and going to the gym the days you don't necessarily feel like it, but you're doing it. You know, you if you have a goal and you want to achieve that goal, you know what needs to get done to to do that. And I think that's, you know, a really key component people um, at times. And it can be at anything in life. You know, we do things a couple of times and we want to see that instant results. And when we are talking about bodybuilding, for an example, or powerlifting, it's a process. And you have to be very patient and dedicated to that process. So, yeah, so also with bodybuilding, it's also you need to create a some type of structure. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, because I mean, you just can't go into the gym and just thinking that you just um can do any workout, and then next you know you don't have any results. But you know you have to have some type of structure that you can stick to, and you know it can change some um, after a while. You know, depending on how it feels. Like, of course, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I know when I um, was first transitioning sort of from marathon running over into bodybuilding, it was um, it was a learning curve for me because I had to change my whole diet. And I always felt that I ate well, you know, I ate clean. Um, and it took me a long time to sort of connect the dots of 
really what the proper nutrients were in terms of protein intake that I needed to build the muscle. And so for a long time, I would run to the gym. I was, you know, weightlifting and then I would run home and I was coming home and I was having, for an example, a salad thinking, okay, I'm eating really well, but I wasn't really upping my protein intake. Um, and I wasn't balancing out sort of everything I needed to build that muscle. And so while I, you know, um, was becoming frustrated at the time, I'm thinking, well, I'm putting in all this time and being dedicated. Why aren't I seeing these results? And you start learning, you know, once you start asking the questions and educating yourself, you sort of, you know, navigate your way in it and you realize, okay, I need to start doing this. And for myself, um, although I still, even to this day, I love to run. I still run. I don't do marathons. I, you know, I scale back the amount of running that I do and I feel my body um, appropriately so I can still uh, weight lift and power lift and have the strength to do that. Man, I'm, I'm kind of think of doing a half marathon, but you know, I think my body can't take it as much as I <laughs> used to when I was at my best, you know, but I yeah. still run. I mean, I did a run this morning over like um by the um Niagara Falls um National Park, like the American yeah. Falls. Yeah, Good so that yeah, I mean, that's like pretty much the best destination to do a lot of running because, you know, of it's just like, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah, it's just like so big. It's like you got, um, of course, you got the National Park and everything, and then you got Goat Island. So that's just so amazing. It's like I see Canada. Yeah. yeah. It's like visually stimulating when you run. That's, you know, now when I run, I know I like to do a lot of trail running. You know, for me, if I can run in nature and see what's going on, it's an opportunity to sort of still get some runs in, but um I think from a mental component it's like it's very cathartic as well I'm out in nature I'm seeing all this beautiful scenery you know and I think it's really important that when you're doing something like that you're you're enjoying it as well and it doesn't feel like oh I have to I have to get so many kilometers in and I have to do it in this time frame it's like suddenly you go and you're listening to your music and you get into your own zone and you're feeling good yeah it's like yeah get that good song in your in your ear and this is this just like a mode saying just keep going nonstop. Absolutely. Yeah. You know it. You know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you think of any um other challenges that um that you were going through starting out? Um I would say those were probably the most challenging ones for me was probably just connecting the two. And I would say maybe a little bit of just finding the balance of what was working for me, I have, um, I know we follow each other on social media and we have for a very long time. Um, and if you do follow me, I'm a very, very regimented person. I'm up at 4am every single day. I like to work out early in the morning. That's when I train. Um, but there was sort of that transition of finding what worked for me. Um, and so I think once, and we're all different. Some people I know like training at night, some people, you know, they do train in the morning. Um, so for me, it was just more of a finding a routine that worked best for me that I was going to maximize my time in the gym. Um, and that is challenging. You know, we, if we work, we have families and other commitments um, to stay committed to doing it and staying consistent was probably one of the challenges, I would say. Um, and maybe even from like a personal um, standpoint sometimes it's difficult to tune out the negatives in our life or things that we have going on or really just focus on the gym and that's something you know you really have to learn to to do it's it's in here it's in here you have to stay focused 
Um, and I've always viewed uh, the time in the gym is that's one time of the day I've never feel guilty about, you know, I, that's one time of the day that I set aside for myself. And I think uh, it can be difficult for anybody to um, feel and you feel almost a little selfish, you know, it's like, okay, this is my time. And it's learning not to feel selfish because we all need something in our lives that we shouldn't feel guilty about. And for me, going to the gym and setting that time for uh, myself every single day is um, it makes me a better person. It makes me a better Christina. It makes me a better friend, daughter, uh, you know, mother. And I think that's the most important thing is not being afraid to to take time for yourself. Yeah, Mike, I can agree. Really, I can relate. I mean, when I'm teaching my classes, you know, I yeah. think of all these participants, you know, they have a busy um, life and, you know, they can't fit um, working out like they can't fit a structure of like working out early in the morning. But yet, like I was saying before, you know, some people can't come up with a structure, but yet they take classes that I think that helps them better because the structure is always set for them. Of course. And yeah. 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 I Absolutely. Mean, and I think something like that is like, we hear that old adage of, you know, something's better than nothing. And I think that's a perfect case of like, somebody's still going out and doing something. They're setting aside an hour for themselves. And when they're there, they're invested in that hour that they're there with you. Right. Yeah, definitely. When I'm definitely teaching these classes, you know, of course, um, they have like this um, different like um, guidelines, of course, and they pretty much helped me out because, you know, for now working out, I like to do like um, timing workout. Like I like to do yeah. like um, time bouts. That, I think that's a lot easier for me because, you know, it's like, you know, you can set up like for 30 seconds and 15 seconds of rest. And then of course you can build that time up. So instead of working on reps, you can do time bouts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, you're finding what's like working best for you and how you're maximizing your time. Uh, yeah. All right. So, of course, you got yourself started with bodybuilding. Did you um, start to compete after that? Did that give you like a sort of a kind of sort of a push to compete in bodybuilding? Um, a little bit. But to be honest with you, um, with bodybuilding and the competing component to it, um, I find in general it to be and I have a lot of respect for people who do compete. So this is not a shot at anybody who competes whatsoever. Um, I don't like the cycle in which, um, I see people go through. I think it's a very difficult cycle for people, um, mentally. I see competing in, in competitions hard on them because they get themselves to a point where they're, um, so lean. And then when they start to, uh, we'll call it, come back to reality, it's very difficult for them to see their body change. And, I see um, struggles with people. So not just physically, but mentally as well. So the two components, I don't like the cycle that bodybuilding um, for competitions. It just is not something I liked for myself. And I see other people struggling with that. So for myself, um, I feel every single time I step into the gym, I'm competing with myself. I want to be a better me. Um, and that is a healthier approach for me. So I have no interest in doing um Powerlifting competitions, I would still consider doing. Um, bodybuilding competitions is not something I would, for myself, that I would want to um, pursue anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's like two um, different types of motivation. There's the external and the internal. So yeah. where, where would you um, place yourself in there? Would you say external, internal, or even in between? Maybe in between. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I think, you know, for myself, it's like, I like to keep my physique at a certain level, you know, um, sometimes in the summer, like I am more apt to be outdoors and, you know, running again. And, you know, I might shred down a little bit, but I like to keep my body pretty much at maintenance. I keep it at a really good lean level at all times because I feel my best when I'm at like that. Um, if I have certain goals for myself, you know, I want to build more muscle. I know a healthy way to alter my diet in which I'm getting the proper pork intake um, and the proper uh, nutrients that my body needs to help me sustain and get to that next level. But um, I just, yeah, I, I feel good. And I think that's the most important thing. I've, I've learned to find that balance between the two um, that allows for me to lead a healthy lifestyle, both physically and mentally. Yeah, I say like um, with most bodybuilders, you know, it's mostly if they want to win like championships, you know, they see like all these bodybuilders, like I'm going to put the name out there, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I yeah. mean, everybody looks up to him, you know, mm -hmm. he sees that he's was Mr. Universe. And then, of course, he's an right. actor yeah. and he's like pretty much the highest um, well-known person in the world. So yeah. people look at that saying, I want to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that, yeah. that's the external motivation. But yet. At the same time, you know, it's not always um, in externals, like internals, yeah, you know, you're not going to always be out there to win a um, competition. You're going to be out there just to have fun. You know, you want people to look at you and say, yeah, I mean, you're not uh, that person that you're always trying to win a championship. You're always there to really be a fun person, like be yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, if anything, like if you're not enjoying it then there's a problem. You know, if you're doing something like this and it's like, it's causing uh, negatives in your life, then you need to reevaluate what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, for me, pro wrestling, you know, I'm not out there to get a contract. I mean, I'm out there having fun because, you know, I've been a wrestling fan since I was four. And, course, you know, yeah. I, and, you know, I'm not looking to be the next Hulk Hogan or The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, I'm being, just being me and just being yeah. that fun guy. Yeah. And I just, like seeing, yeah. just seeing all those fans smile, you no, know, really, it's just entertaining. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it should be a positive outlet. You know, when you're wrestling, it should be a positive outlet. And that's how I always view it. And it's like, um, you know, I'm in the same thing. I, I, I have no desire, no aspiration to get into WWE or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I enjoy going out. I enjoy going to the shows. I enjoy connecting with fans. I enjoy being in the locker room with other wrestlers. So, you know, that is the important thing. Uh, yeah. Speaking of wrestling now, um, what, what was your push? What was your envy to actually get started with wrestling? Uh, so really when I first, first started with wrestling, um, my partner at the time was a wrestler um, and I was going into the gym um, and everybody was saying, because of my muscles, like, you need to become a wrestler. You've got a good look. You should get into wrestling. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, and then it sort of, it was a natural involvement. I became, um, at the time, my partner's uh, manager. And so I really played, you know, a manager type role. I came out, I was April Jones. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, you know, it started off, you know, the natural manager roles, you know, some slaps and this and that. and as um, that role progressed, it was like something I started having little spots. And so I started training um, 
and getting more involved as my role in a manager, really, you know, doing body slams and suplexes and really kind of taking that manager role to the next thing. And I think it was just like, it was a natural involvement as I was doing that. It was like, okay, it was time to sort of branch off and just start actually wrestling myself. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when I went to a wrestling show, I met Spike Dudley. I mean, I was taking a picture with him in the ring. And then, yeah. of course, he asked me if I was a professional wrestler. And, of course, mm-hmm. I kind of said, um, no, I wasn't going to get it. I mean, but yet it's like it's like Infy kind of um, pushed me into going to wrestling. You know, I kind of made a promise saying if I was to pass my third degree black belt test, then I would go into wrestling. But, okay. of, cor- but of course, uh, I didn't pass my uh, third mm-hmm. degree test and I went trained in the wrestling anyway but yeah but yeah I felt that was like a good um good turn for me because going into wrestling kind of build up for me going to my for my third degree again and which I passed and you know I feel like yeah I feel like going into wrestling kind of build my um build me up to really try harder and not um, feel down for failing yeah 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 and that's like a really really great thing that's like a super pivotal time for you right yeah, yeah. Maybe. and uh, of course, uh, how many matches have you gotten? Oh gosh, I couldn't even tell you. I've been in wrestling now for since 2017, um, and really during that time, I have traveled all over the states. You know, up here in Canada, um, and I've just had so many really. I honestly, I think at one point I counted it was like 31 different promotions I had worked for. Mm. So like you know, it's, I would, I would be guessing if I told you how many matches I've been involved in, I would be guessing. So a lot. Yeah. I I can't even count. I mean, I say I roughly wrestle a hundred matches. I mean, I started, my first match was back in uh, 2014. I mean, I remember, I I remember that drive to Oshawa to um, Mm. GCW. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I wrestled twice in that um um show. I mean, I mean, I did like a singles match with um Eric Kearney's Easy oh, E, yeah. yeah, Eric Easy, yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. And yeah. then it went on to like a six man street fight, and uh, of Man. course, yeah, it was him and um him, Sean Saber, and um yeah, Rob, Rob Rage, Shane, yeah, Shane Saber, yeah, Rob Rage, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I think I had a singles match with Rob Rage once. It was um in, in the states um. It was um, Riverworks Wrestling. I think we was yeah. doing a tape, and, and I was doing a squash match. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he threw me around all, all over the place. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he was like going for a chop to the um, chest, and I think he got my throat, and I, my throat was hurting oh. like for a week. But, yeah, <laughs> you'll but, never forget that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I was very, very coachable with him. Than than the match went well. I know he went uh, had another match with another wrestler, and it didn't go well. And he would. Like he, like his name says, rage. He went on a rage because the wrestler kept okay. messing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but never, nevertheless, I mean, I um, mean, he was pretty much a genuine guy. So I mean, I did well with him. So that was yeah. good. Rob's a nice guy. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you said you had um you had the um women's title, but um you were like saying you're transitioning okay. to something. Yeah, I've just transitioned out of um, working with them right now. So I'm just focusing on a couple other things. And so I'm back in school full time. I have uh, working full time. So I've just tried to, um, right now I'm streamlining the 
matches I'm taking and the promotions I'm working for. So I'm just trying to make it a little bit more um, quality over quantity right now, you know? And I think that's like a super important thing when it comes to wrestling as well. You know, I think quite often we get so caught up in bookings, bookings, bookings. And pre-COVID, I was working every single weekend, at least two to three matches. And you almost kind of get into autopilot is you're working all week and then all of a sudden all weekend you're gone. You're traveling, you're traveling, you're traveling. And when COVID first happened, um, it was very difficult. It was a very difficult transition for me because I was so used for years of go, go, go and working, working, working. And, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty when COVID first happened because we thought, okay, well, the shows are shut down for a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks turned into, you know, a couple more weeks and that turned into a couple months. And it really allowed for me to reprioritize um, just some things going on in my life personally. Uh, and obviously, you know, traveling to the States was not an option. That was something, you know, I know you travel up here. I travel down there. That's just kind of, you know, part of wrestling, you know, you kind of go where the bookings are and so I was like, okay, well, we weren't wrestling up here. I couldn't travel down to the States to wrestle because the States opened up wrestling before, long before we did. Um, but traveling across just wasn't an option for us. Um, but yeah, when COVID happened, it was difficult, but it was, I had to reprioritize some stuff in my life. And I didn't realize, um, I guess maybe being on the road as much as I was and being away from my home as much as I was, uh, the impact it was having on certain components in my personal life. And, you know, it really made me reprioritize my life in general. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate. And I mean, when um, yeah. COVID hit and um, like most of us were like out of job. I mean, for me, I was yeah. like laid off for two months, luckily. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, within that two months, you know, I was trying to focus on getting myself back in shape because, you know, yeah. I was like, I think I would never have the time to um, actually actually get up and work out. You know, I was just yeah. Yeah. get up and go to work. But, you know, for that. It's like I can get up early and just do like a short workout and I still would good, feel good to go to work. Yeah. And yeah. Um, at the same time, I would create, um, I had my um, idea to do my first podcast show, the um, Kick Pod, which yeah. lovely, I went through two years and a hundred episodes. Amazing. And, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully with um, for this show, I can get, at least get to a hundred episodes and like, if I'm looking up to get um, Arnold Schwarzenegger for 100 episodes, that'd be, that'd be something great. Yeah. That'd be something very good. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like you're a perfect example. It's like, you know, if during COVID um, somebody wasn't able to find something positive in what transpired, you know, then it's really unfortunate because I think we all were able to find something really positive in our lives and, you know, really reevaluate things and important things in our lives, you know, make us better people. I hope so anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people still out of their job, still looking for jobs. I mean, you know, it's tough, especially with it's the rise of everything. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very challenging time. Hey. So what would you say, who would you look up to um during your journey? My fitness journey or just in general? Like say your fitness journey. Yeah. Uh fitness journey, I would say, um, I mean, I it would probably seem very cliche saying this, but like Dana Lynn Bailey is like a super um, important, important person for me because when I first saw Dana, um, you know, she sort of was abstract in 
her look. You know, she was a very fit lady. She still is a very fit lady. Um, I always found her to be natural in the sense she didn't, you know, quite often bodybuilding, you see women who have, you know, breast enhancements, um, you know, so they have, you know, big boobs and this, and Dana was very like, um, natural, like very athletic looking and very strong, very committed. And so for me, when I saw her, I was like, okay, she, this is a powerful woman. And I really feel like I felt very gravitated towards her and her, um, you know, sort of her views in the bodybuilding world and flipping with that as well. Um, cause I grew up always loving wrestling at a very, very, very young age. Wrestling was something I gravitated towards. And when we got into sort of the early nineties and we'll talk about the attitude era, um, at that time it was China. I was mm-hmm. very drawn to China. Um, she was a very strong woman, you know, very, you know, muscular and I was always really drawn to her, you know, I thought like, wow, like, if only I could be like strong and powerful like her. Um, So I would say, you know, the two sort of overlapped in some aspects, because they're both really strong women um, that I admire and really kind of aspire to be like in some aspects. Yeah, I mean, of course, China, before China, there was, um, of course, uh, uh Mildred Mildred uh Mildred Burke I mean yeah. I know she, she's known as like the first um bodybuilding um women wrestler I mean yeah. yeah of course yeah when I was um training wrestling you know our coaches would have us watch documentaries I mean yes. I yes. mean one of the documentaries was like um women wrestling like going yeah. back to like the Fallish Moolah days you know it's like that's what the thing about when I my art teacher once told me it's um learn um go beyond what you know yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I was so good at um doing artwork um because I'm more familiar with um like drawing um pictures of Spider-Man. Like mostly I look at comic books, but you know, yeah. I never had to um ever had to like um the desire to study art from years ago, like Michelangelo yeah. or like Da Vinci. And it's just that's just that's, really, what, that's what resonated with you is like want like looking at things like that. And I think that's important. We all find something that we connect with. Finding something that we connect with is like super important and it plays a, a, an important role in our lives, you know, it influences us. All right. So uh, if, um, you were, what subject would you um, think people need to know about fitness? Like what was the one thing if they were starting off with um, bodybuilding? Um, honestly, I would say diet. I would say you know, some people will say it's like that 80, 20%, you know, rules, like 80% what you eat, 20% your workout. Some people see it, I'll say it's 70, 30. But if you don't have like uh, the proper nutrition and diet nailed in, the the workout's the workout, you know. Um, but your diet is really the most important thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, of course, you got to watch, pretty much watch what you eat. Mostly the products that you buy are like, you know, mm-hmm. They say it looks it, it looks good, but you know, in the same time, you know, it could be a thumbs down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Stick with the basics. You know, you can never go wrong with that. There's no quick fixes, you know, and I see it over and over again. People wanting to have, you know, special teas or special pills. And everybody thinks there's this like magic, magic, you know, concoction that they can take that will suddenly help them lose weight or gain muscle and really at the end of the day it comes down to the basic fundamentals of your diet and your training and keeping it consistent 
and, you know, being patient as well. is like a big thing. Yeah, it's like it's always best when you're on a diet. You want to be authentic. You know, the well, basically the first thing I do when I go to the store is the produce. You know, yeah. I have to get my fet- fruit, fruits and vegetables. And, you know, for me and, you know, for, for chicken, I know for me, I have to cook. I mean, I can't go out to eat. Yeah, there's no, no way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, I want to be able to save my money. You know, I'm saving. Of course, I saved my money for this trip to Vegas. And, you know, I don't want to spend money like buying pizza and like going to McDonald's. And I just want to prep my food. And then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get that. And I think, you know, if you are going through all the work of going to the gym and you're showing up and you're being present, why would you not want to um, put in that equal effort into your diet? You know, mm-hmm. like. And I think when we think of our diet, you know, once again, it seems so cliche, but like food is fuel for our body. And, you know, you need to make sure you're fueling your body. You're not going to have a good workout. You're not going to maximize your workout if you're not fueling it properly. You're not going to see those results unless you're fueling your body properly. And I think that's like a super important thing to remember is like when you're going and you're showing up to the gym, you know, some days it's hard. Some days we you know, our sleep, or we may have things on our mind, but in we're going and we're doing the best that we can in that moment. But you're showing up and you're doing the work, you know, the goal is always to give it your all. So whatever your all is that day, you need to do that. You know, your all will vary day to day, but you have to show up and give it your all. Yeah, I know I work best when I'm hot. I mean, when it's hot outside, yeah. that gives me less like a fuel booster. It's like my energy yeah. goes skyrocket. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why I like Vegas weather. I mean, it's hot and, you know, I'm like constant energy. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as it's not snow, that's like kryptonite. <laughs> I feel yeah. that deep within my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before, before we kind of get to our hidden um, gym segment, uh, here's the last question. What motivational or inspiro- inspirational quote describes your journey? Oh, my journey. Oh, goodness. Um, probably if you don't take a chance, you don't have a chance, you know, if you don't take a chance in anything in life, um, and I'm talking about the journey of life, you know, we, so many times we sit there and I think to myself, even going back and I had touched base on this earlier, if I kept thinking, I'm going to go try the, try working out in the gym and try hitting the weight room, I didn't try it. I wouldn't be where I am today. So if I didn't take that chance and, and go out and try doing it and pushing myself, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, thinking about my journey, you know, look where I'm at now. I mean, yeah. really, I'm busy. I mean, I never has been, I had never been busy since, um, I don't know, since I was in high school. I mean, but now, now it's like I wasn't busy when I was in college. Well, let's, let's, let me rephrase that. I was busy, but you know, when I got out of college, you know, I was like, I had all this free time, you know, yeah. I could find a good job, but you know, but now with all this happening, you know, my full-time job, fitness, karate, yeah. pro wrestling, you know, I'm keeping myself busy, but you yeah, know. In, a, in a very positive way, you know, and I think yeah. that's why such like a key thing in life is, you know, making sure whatever we're doing, because I'm, you know, super into leading a positive life, you know, and it's like, everything has to connect, you know, and everything in life does connect, you know, and sometimes it's difficult to understand what those connections are, but eventually it does all make sense. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached our hidden gym segment of the 
the show. So here's we're gonna I'm gonna ask um Christina seven questions and um this is basically the fun part. This is where um things get entertaining. So we're gonna okay. find like the different side of um of you. All right. So the first question would be the best advice you ever gotten and who said it. Ooh. And this is this about fitness? It could be about anything. I mean anything best advice. Um honestly trust your gut. It'll never lie to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Trust your gut always. I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah. And also trust your heart. I mean, trust if your heart, heart gets heart. a signal. You know it. It's connected. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Usually um guests normally don't get to someone, but the worst advice you ever gotten. Um huh. uh-huh. <laughs> okay, that's probably uh I think I don't know if I would call it advice, but you know, um staying when you have a job, you need to stick it out with sticking with to stay with something. Um even when you know something's no longer serving a purpose and we think about relationships, for example, and everybody says, well, you should try to work it out, even though you know you shouldn't, you know, and it's like, people work it out, work it, you know, a relationship you have to work out. And I would say that's probably one of the things like we stay in something too long where it's not serving us anymore, serving us in a positive way. Yeah, I say like I had my my job um, working as a car associate at a grocery store, and I mean, I couldn't I couldn't stand that. Uh, well, mostly I do my job well, but mostly it was management. You know, yeah. it's like if you're gonna like spark orders, I usually need to be fighting by my side. I mean, yeah, don't be standing yeah. behind a rock and expect me to spill my blood when you're just out behind the rock and you're just barking orders. So that's yeah. just, so when yeah. people are saying, well, you know, you you got to work through it, or that's just how it is. It's not, you know, it shouldn't have to be that way. Nah, I mean, definitely, if you're that person that just sparks orders and you're behind the rock, I mean, I mean, what's the, why you open your mouth? That's pretty much how I would say, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Nah. Okay. All right. Uh, how would you reward yourself? I kind of call this the guilty pleasure. Um. Oh, like if it's a treat, I enjoy a good glass of whiskey. <laughs> Oh yeah, I like the glass of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you want? Though, like other than just whiskey, like um, I wouldn't say food per se. Like, say if you are like done, of course you've done all these things, but you say you need a vacation. Like for me, my guilty pleasure is Las Vegas. So I did all this oh. work and I'm going there. I would say like um, if for myself, like in in on a daily on a more regular basis. Um, like I'm a huge, huge, huge into hiking and spending time into the nature, like in nature. I try to go on a hike, um, if not every day, at least every other day. But to me, that's like time. I really like, I love that. And it's super important to me. Yeah. I don't think I can go out in nature. You know, you never know what you run into. Uh, and that's, uh, that, see, for me, it's, I love to go out and see what I'm going to run into. Um, and I feel really fortunate the area that I live in, it's within the green belt. So it's like every time I, yesterday was, I saw a beaver, I saw a deer. I, yeah, like, so going out, it's like, I never know what I'm going to see. And that is what excites me when I go out, you know, and it's like to have the opportunity experience to come across some of the wildlife that I do. I feel completely honored. It's, it's amazing. 
Yeah, I think I see enough deer coming out. Like the I, I was so I'm coming down my street one day. And I, I see a, I see a doe coming out like from the sidewalk, and I was like, "Whoa!" I thought that was like a, I thought that was like a long legged dog, and then I, it was like a deer, and it just bolted right into like the city street. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So, what famous celebrity would you want to work out with? Ooh, probably The Rock. I knew it. That's like you the kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking every guest I probably um, interview, they say they want to work out with The Rock. Yeah. 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 I would like, I would love to see what that man does. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd be surprised if I run into him in Vegas. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Cause, I hope you do. I I hope you do. Yeah. Funny thing, I was in Vegas last year and um I met um Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be there, but no, no. it was like it's like one of the black belts that were there. Uh I guess he was associated with um Sean Stasiak and it's like my um master instructor like kind of texted me and I was like packing and then I was like there's a wrestler here that um that you don't know but that's like I look down there and it's like it's Sean Stasiak. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah, you know, I'm just like a good encounter celebrities. Like mm-hmm. it was him and then it was like Marshall Teague, if you've seen the, the movie Roadhouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He's the one that um had a fight with uh Patrick Swayze. And uh, of course he had his throat ripped out. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, um, this is surprising. <sighs> All right, secret talent. Um oh goodness. Secret talent. I mean, I don't know if I'm really talented or not, but I like to think I'm a good dancer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I'm it. Good in yeah. my mind. <laughs> um, see, I would say dancing, and I do like to do. I am. I would consider myself an artist, so I do like to do a lot of art. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, if you were in a movie, what kind of movie would you be in? Oh, a rom-com for sure. I love romantic movies. Yeah. Romantic, funny movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they could make like a remake of the mannequin? Oh, that'd yeah. be a good one. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We just got to find someone that looks like um, Andrew McCarthy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I, I used to watch that movie a lot when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that, that one scene that scared me that she was going to get crushed in the compactor. And then that scene used to scare me yeah but it resonated in your mind yeah <laughs> uh, all right here's the last question um yeah. 10 years from now mm-hmm. where do i see myself yeah hmm. i genuinely just hope that you know if i continue down the path that i um am on you know i i just want to see myself happy and healthy and surrounded by, you know, really amazing people. I feel really fortunate at this stage in my life that I have a really good circle around me. And I hope that that just continues to flourish for me. And, you know, I just, I love my family so much. And I just really want to see, you know, my family do well and lead by example. Uh, Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just want to go like for me, like my nieces. Uh, of course, I got my oldest niece is going to be 15 this year, and I mean, uh-huh. seeing her 10 years from now, I mean, 25 and now uh, very successful. I mean, really, 
it's like a, it's a great thing that the border kind of um opened up because you no, know, I haven't seen my nieces for over two years since the pandemic dropped. So it's hard, yeah, yeah, it's like a hard time, yeah. And it's like I think you know we really have this, you know, something like that for an example. And I don't want to speak on your behalf, but it's like it makes you um, appreciate and value the time that you are able to spend, for an example, with your nieces. You know, in a different way. It's like sometimes we take things like that for granted, and all of a sudden now it's like wow, you know, like I get to spend time with my nieces or I get to see them and you treasure that time in a different way, don't you? Yeah, and I can think of um, my, my time with my uh, grandma before she passed away. I mean, I, I was looking up to see her in the hospital before she passed away and it's like, that's just one thing that felt devastating, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's kinda, it kind of gives me like the, even the urge to like to actually visit her grave. It's like, almost like you're telling her, I'm sorry that I didn't mention I ain't spent the time as I need to, yeah. Well, that's Uh, the thing, you know, when we think about time, time has like a magical way of slipping by and we think we have so much of it and the reality is we we don't. So it's, you know, we always have to take um, every moment we have with such appreciation and treasure it and the treasure the time we have together. And in life, you know, we have these opportunities of, do we spend time, you know, really wasting it on things that aren't serving us and bringing us all this negativity, or we can take that, um, go the opposite way and like treasure the time and spend it around and with people and influences in our life that are value added, you know, and it's like, I don't know, it's the same choice we have. So I'd rather go the, the one way positive way than the negative way. Yeah. All right. So before we kind of um, close out, uh, is there any last minute words you'd like to say to our listeners out there? Well, I mean, thank you for tuning in and thank you very, very much for having me on the show. I, you know, really just appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you even wanting to talk with me. So I really feel honored about that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I definitely want to get the positive message out there because, you know, people are always so negative um, about going to the gym. You know, luckily we got Joey Swole. That's oh, like, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that you said that because I really, um, I do think it's important, especially um, if you are feeling insecure about getting out onto the gym, going out onto the floor. Um, it is like, there's, we all start somewhere. And I know, you know, everybody says that somebody starts somewhere, but it's true. We all start somewhere. And Nobody started off at the top and it doesn't matter where we are in life. Nobody starts off up here. We all have to work our our way up. So, you know, I think everybody should challenge themselves and get out there, you know, and maybe it's not lifting weights. Maybe it's just getting to the gym and going on the treadmill or the elliptical, you know, but get out there and just start getting more confident within yourself. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Christina, for joining us. Uh, and um, of course, hope, hope everything goes well with you. Um, of course, with wrestling and your future. All right. So I'm going to do this little closing for our um, podcast. For those who are just tuning in, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another session here at the Fit Fighter Gym. And this is your host, TJ Williams, closing the gym.